0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Preacher's Devo podcast. I am your host, Daniel Messina. The Preacher's Devo podcast is designed for those seeking some devotional thought on certain biblical truths and doctrines of the faith. Throughout the podcast, I offer an analysis of the content found in the Heidelberg Catechism. I've picked the Heidelberg Catechism because of its easy-to-follow structure of what are called 52 Lord's Days. This is episode number 12, which means we are in Lord's Day, number 12 since our last podcast we have been swimming in christological waters a few episodes back we began speaking about the triune nature of god we began with god the father as the first person of the trinity and now we are talking about god the son the second member of the trinity a good portion of the heidelberg catechism lord's day 11 through 19 is actually dedicated to the person of jesus christ Therefore, in the subsequent episodes, we will be talking about his nature, his character, who he is, and how he is revealed in Scripture. In Lord's Day number 11, we focused on the fact that Jesus is our Savior. Today, we will be talking about Jesus as being the Christ. What does it mean that Jesus is the Christ? The word Christ is used by Christians to refer both to a name and a title synonymously attributed to Jesus. Jesus is therefore sometimes referred as Christ Jesus, sometimes as just the Christ, sometimes as Jesus Christ. We see this primarily throughout the Pauline epistles. Here too, perhaps an etymological work on the word Christ is appropriate for our understanding of Jesus. The Greek word Christos means anointed one. This Greek word is a reference to the word Messiah from the Old Testament. Now you must ask, wait, wasn't the Old Testament written in Hebrew? So how do we get Messiah from Christos? We actually get it from the Greek Septuagint. The Greek Septuagint, or the LXX, is the oldest complete version of the Old Testament. In the Septuagint, the word Mashiach, is the word Christos in Greek, which again, folks, it means anointed one. In the Old Testament, the anointing was reserved for the kings of Israel. It was also reserved for the high priest of Israel and also to certain prophets. Now let's go back to the Heidelberg Catechism to the very first question of Lord's Day number 12, which is, Why is he called Christ that is anointed? The answer given is this, because he is ordained of God the Father and anointed with the Holy Spirit to be our chief prophet and teacher, who has fully revealed to us the secret counsel and will of God concerning our redemption, and our only high priest, who by the one sacrifice of his body has redeemed us and ever lives to make intercession for us with the Father, and our eternal King, who governs us by his word and spirit and defends and preserves us in the redemption obtained for us note some key features here in this answer number one he is ordained by god the father and anointed with the holy spirit so here we see the trinity at work we also see the formula that i gave you just a moment ago that prophets high priests and kings were all anointed jesus embodies all three of these offices he is a prophet he's a high priest and he is a king notice though that these roles are qualified in a certain way for instance he is our chief prophet and teacher he is our only high priest and he is our eternal king in the torah moses was the greatest prophet in deuteronomy 18 15 though there is a mention of a greater prophet and here's what it says the lord your god will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst from your brethren him you shall hear Acts chapter 3 verse 22 says that this prophet is Jesus himself. That is a testament to Jesus' role as a prophet. When it comes to Jesus' priesthood, however, he's also referred to as a priest forever. In Hebrews chapter 7 verse 21 it says, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. And in Romans chapter 5, there is a reference to Jesus' death as the high priest. It says, Much more then, having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Jesus knew of His role as a prophet, and also He knew of His role as a priest. He actually spoke about this, quoting from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 2. In the book of Luke, he says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, an opening of the pris- prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. And finally, if we look at the kingship of Jesus, we see plenty of evidence throughout the Old Testament pointing to this king-type figure, this Messiah. And this Messiah, we know, as revealed in the New Testament, is Jesus. Psalm 2, verse 6 says, Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Throughout the Gospels, we see that Jesus came to bring about a kingdom. A kingdom has a king. That king is he that king is Jesus, who has authority over all of his kingdom. Listen to Matthew chapter twenty eight, verse eighteen. It says And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Further throughout the gospels we see that at Jesus' birth he is crowned as king. We also see that he is also crucified as king. And finally at the end of the New Testament, we see that Jesus is referred to as the King of Kings, and Lord of lords. As a matter of fact, Revelation chapter 19 verse 16 says that Jesus has a tattoo. In other words, here's what it says. Verse 16 of Revelation chapter 19 says, And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. So what difference does this make to us? Well, it makes All the difference, because those who are of Christ are called Christian. Which leads us to the second question in the Heidelberg Catechism in Lord's Day 12, which says, But why are you called a Christian? Obviously, being called a Christian is a mark of identification with the person of Christ. The Heidelberg Catechism answers it this way, Because by faith I am a member of Christ, and thus a partaker of His anointing, in order that I may also confess His name may present myself a living sacrifice of thankfulness to Him, and with a free conscience may fight against sin and the devil and this life, and hereafter in eternity reign with Him over all creatures. A few remarks here are due. First, we are partakers of His anointing. In other words, this anointing comes by and through and with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God in us. As Christians, we confess His name we confess that we belong to Jesus Christ. That is why the Heidelberg Catechism says that I also may confess his name. And also it says that I may present myself a living sacrifice of thankfulness to him. Here the Heidelberg Catechism is making a clear reference to Romans chapter 12 verse one. I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable act of worship. Our standing with God has changed, and we also have changed our identity. Look at 1 Peter 2, nine. It says this, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And notice again what Revelation chapter 1 says verse 6 says and he has made us kings and priests to his god and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen since as christians we identify with the person of christ we must stand against everything that he stands against namely the two main enemies of god that is sin and the devil we must not casually look at sin, and we must not casually treat the devil. We must fight against sin, to hate it, and to fight against the devil in the spiritual warfare that we engage on a regular basis. And let us remember the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Well, folks, thanks for listening to the Preacher's Evo podcast, episode number 12. I am your host, Daniel Messina. And until our next podcast, stay encouraged, encourage others, and keep going.